so gross. I hate those summer days where you, you step outside first thing in the morning. And you get blasted Mm-mm. by... Because why is it 9 a.m. and humid like that? Literally. It don't make no sense. So, how are you? Y'all, just be be mindful. There's going to be a little bit of traffic in my background noise because I am smoking. And we want to start recording so that we're not here all night. That's true. But I'm good. Good. I'm good. Good. You know? (laughs) That was so... (laughs) But you know what? I'm really good. Um, I'm really just trying to. This is me talking in my podcast voice. Yeah, what is that? Uh, I hate that. Should I come up? Hold on, wait. It's been it's been really great this week. How are you? Dennis. <laughs> Dennis, fuck you. Are so bad. I can't do that. No, that that that's really good. Did you practice that? Um. No. Sometimes yes. I just really would love to get into voice acting. No, sometimes yes. That. <laughs> okay. Sometimes. <laughs> yes. I I literally just live in a world of my own making. Anyway. <laughs> um, I'm well. Um, oh, I have some really exciting news actually. Sore. Um, I booked a ticket to the Philippines. Mm. Bitch, no way! Yeah, bruv. I'm like, oh, no way! Yeah, bruv, I'm getting yeah. back to the motherland. The motherland. I don't know what... Is that, that, was, that was South African, right? What? <laughs> <Is that how? laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know what I just did. I know, I'm sorry I know, to everybody. I know two South African people. Well, actually, I'm white. not sorry to the Dutch. I'm not sorry to the Dutch. They colonized. I'm not Damn. sorry. Speaking of... Ding dong! Oh shit! Ding, ding fucking dong! dong. <laughs> you are so rude, not ding dong. Ding dong! She is did. Damn! She the you know what? I and I have to put queen in quotes because I'm like she ain't my queen. No, she's not my queen. Not my queen. Um. Also, yeah. Wild because I actually had my dad. Uh, my dad sent me a paper that he wrote, like an article he wrote. Cool. It's pretty ruthless about laziness and bureaucratics, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And power, why Africa isn't able to excel the way she should be or it should be, whatever. I don't know. It was kind of cool to read it because I was like, damn, is this where I get my academia, like, rebel side? Because I also found out, and my mama told me this a while ago, but he clarified it for me. That when my dad was, like, in his early 20s, I guess, he, like, was writing papers critical of the government because um, it wasn't when Yaya Jame was dictator, but Jawara was, I guess. So he was writing stuff, and him and his friends were passing around those flyers, and he got arrested. And I was just like, what? That's literally you. Well, I've never been arrested. Well, I mean, like, like, it's, like, the same thing. It's, like, so you... um, your it's the same kind of attitude of like i just i like it's an an anger against authoritarianism yeah 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 yeah. that's a very and hypocrisy well i think everyone's well i don't know about everyone but i'm also against hypocrisy and well yeah but we all do it it's contradictions but yeah some people just lean in a little little hard so it was really cool to read that and so i just asked some questions about what it was like living in Gambia when there was independence because we were a British colony. Yeah. Um, 
even though it's a super small country, people don't know about it. Like, it's pretty important to the slave trade as well, because I believe they would ship slaves or, yeah, through the Gambian River, too, where they would go through Gambia a lot because it's on the West Coast um, or the Smiling Coast, as some people call it. And yeah, it was uh, there's like an island just off of Senegal. I can't remember what it's called, but a lot of times, like I think Obama even went to it once. It's like the last place a lot of slaves saw before. Oh, they... yeah, I think I read that somewhere. Yeah. So like it's right. It's kind of like a Senegal, hub. But Gambia. Yeah. Gambia and Senegal were all one country. And then, you know, colonization, the French with Senegal, the English with Gambia. And that because Gambia, the country is literally just a mouth around a river. Like the river goes into the ocean, yeah. but like it's on the coast and our country is just shaped around that. Cool. Around the Gambian River. And then we're inside of Senegal because Senegal is shaped then around that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. For those of you with a phone or whatever, well, obviously you have some kind of device if you're listening to this. Look it up. Look up the Gambia or Le Gambi. But yeah, it was pretty cool to just hear him talk and, and he's just so nonchalant about it. Yeah. And I guess I just forget that my dad is very like aware of world news. Like he really does keep up with it. He doesn't really listen to or watch anything besides the news. And then he also went through a phase where he was really into a TLC show called Little People, Big World. I thought you were just going to say TLC. He just was coming up with, no. like, no scrubs choreography. No, 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 no. Okay. He just really liked Little People, Big World. And I was like, huh, okay. You don't watch anything else but the news and this? Interesting. Like, it was just like, what? What's, like, what's his preferred uh, news outlet? Uh, well, I don't know what it is now. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's Al Jazeera or some other ones. I doubt it's any American one. He doesn't trust American <laughs> like, news. Yeah, he's very he'll listen to it, but he's very skeptical. I think, and he's very like we need to have multiple sources. Need to know. He's a very like actually facts. Let's talk about them. Like, but still very religious. But anyway, anyway. All that to say, the witch is dead, and <laughs> the girls were... Yeah, yeah. The girls were over here like, oh, the queen, blah, blah. I'm like, can y'all shut the hell you up? Know what, like, you know what honestly? someone said? Someone said, the same, the people who are currently crying for Queen Elizabeth were not the same people who were crying for Princess Diana. I know exactly. I said, <laughs> one of my favorite Arab <laughs> TikTokers or Instagrammers, he makes content kind of a mix and he talks a lot about Israel and Palestine as well. But oh, what's his name? Uh, you sent them Do to me before. Know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know their handle off the top of my head, but we'll put it in the description when you find it. Yes. Yeah. For educational stuff, for an insight into culture that you don't know about, and then also for just funny because it's funny yeah (laughs) yeah i'm reposting a video of kim kardashian i think trying to speak (laughs) air or his he was doing the audio from it was just (laughs) i think i've seen that actually it's so good um but yeah what was i trying to yeah she's gone no the the witch is dead she's gone like that's not wild it's a very I was watching a Democracy Now! video and they were talking about how it's a very top-down approach 
for the grieving process versus a bottom up with Diana when people just kind of spontaneously, like you were saying with that uh, Instagram video, they were like spontaneously just going out to throw flowers, to place flowers, to like grieve together. Whereas this has been very like intentional. They're like the broadcasters on BBC have to wear all black. They're There's like every, the programming can't be uh, funny. Yeah. There can't be any comedies on the programming. The music has to be kind of somber. somber yeah. It's encouraging to like uh, not host certain events. Like mm-hmm. I think a few football matches they aren't doing. And it's just kind of like, y'all are really trying to make the rest of the country grieve. Yeah. Isn't that weird? And I'm just like, so I think I think that what? the day that she passed is going to be considered a holiday, um, and then I think just for the United Kingdom is this peak mark? white white audacity? I think so. Like getting a holiday named after you when you literally do nothing but your family has a legacy of colonizing and ruling slash you actually do do stuff because you know a lot about foreign policy, so you're kind of secretly maybe possibly who knows influencing foreign policy because you have a meeting with the prime minister every week that no one knows about no one gets to record or or they know about but they don't get to record and that was your radical round (laughs) that's not even (laughs) radical it's not it's not Um, it really isn't it really isn't it was so i think it's like the day that she passed is going to become a holiday and then the nation is to observe i think 12 days 12 days of mourning for the yeah i can't remember if it's before like after the funeral or before i don't know Ah. what the procedure is but i I did someone someone called her a lizard and i laughed quite hard i laughed so hard at that she was like (laughs) i think the person said fuck that lizard (laughs) you you know what's wild is that it's the people i've noticed people except for one article that I saw people are really doing a interesting job of showing all of these cute old lady photos. Because when you see certain photos of her, you're like, oh, this is a cute little old lady. Oh. <laughs> Dennis is lining up his arm. <laughs> but like, that's the thing that I think a lot of people are trying to use against those of us that are just like, well, fuck her, yeah. her family and her lineage. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, she was an old woman. She didn't do anything. And it's like, yeah, she did. You do and even if she didn't do anything, that's also the point. She didn't do anything. anything. She let a lot of shit just happen. Let herself be an institution. I'm just, I'm sorry. I just, like, I feel bad it, to an extent for anyone born into the royal family because it is something that you don't choose. And it seems like a very intense level of like scrutiny and like you can't do anything right or wrong. Sure, you know the legacy of your family, but the whole world knows the legacy of your family. Like some of y'all are talking shit about the queen, but some of your parents, great, 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 great grandpappies were mm, right up there with her people. Owning slaves and shit. Celebrating. Yeah. Owning slaves, benefiting from the programs that are programs, whatever. From the, the colonization, yeah, yeah, from the yeah, imperial yeah. rule that her and her family use. Yeah. So, you know, it's like your shit just isn't out there for people to know. So I do have sympathy to an extent of like if you're born into a family like that and you're like, damn, man, man, what the hell is this? Man, y'all are some. Like, man, oh I just wanted to God. be a part <laughs> Like, I, imagine being born and being like, we had slip. Sli- 
Yeah. It finding that out in 2022. Devastating. Yeah. But what are you going to do once you find that information out? That's what really That's matters. what matters. There you go. And exactly. Her legacy is we don't know. Doing nothing slash, I don't know. Maybe secretly doing stuff with her Commonwealth countries. Leaving other countries in complete you know disarray. What? Yeah, honestly, not even this, just disarray. Maybe this warrants another it's episode. It's their fault. Honestly, we should talk. About- this does. It actually does. Because I'm gonna read how Europe underdeveloped Africa. Um, it's on my reading list, so maybe we can even do that and have a little chat chat. Yeah, yeah. I would also love. Oh, that'd be fun. I would love to get into Princess Diana. Oh, uh, hi. Don't even talk to me about princess diana obsessions it's it i don't understand it i genuinely don't understand it but if her name is on something i'm gonna watch it it's a problem yeah but it also was because like i don't know i was like what five when she died i didn't i grew up with hearing about diana i do remember though like the big impact yeah when when uh when she died when she passed i remember everyone being so sad I don't remember Especially it. my mom. I, I also remember Candle in the Wind playing on my black <laughs> RCA TV. Can you sing that? I just I just want to hear how it sounds again. Yeah, uh, give me... Um, <clears throat> no. <laughs> how does it Bitch, go? Bitch, I forgive you. I forgive you because that was funny timing. All right. <laughs> well played. Well played. Should we listen to it? <laughs> Let's listen to Candle in the Wind. <laughs> the song that came out when we were five. <laughs> oh my God, wait, you know what happened? So Gabby and Colleen went to the Maybe Elton John know, concert. Oh yes, I saw their Instagram. And I was so scared that he was going to cancel. I was scared for Colleen and Gabby. I was like, you know what? I don't know. I don't know, guys. I don't know. He might not show up, but he might also just go go extra hard. He loves the queen. Oh. oh. He loves the queen, right? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. Anyway. Candle in the Wind, listen to it. It's a great song. Oh, I thought you were going to play it. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, I have my headphones on. I can't play it. Oh, right. You're okay. fine. Anyway, okay. listen. <laughs> <laughs> That's besides the point. Um, I always, I like remember halfway through that we're recording a podcast sometimes <laughs> and I'm like, ooh. You're like, wait, this is not a FaceTime. <laughs> I'm like, uh-oh. Um, so should we head straight into it or should we, you want to take a little breaky? Yeah, let's take a little break and then get back. All right. We will. We'll be right back, y'all. See y'all, see y'all on yeah, the other side of this break. Side. Whoa. We said the same thing. Yes, we did. Period. All right, guys. BRB. Hello. Welcome back. Mm-hmm. I'm still smoking. 
<laughs> smoking. Still smoking a joint. Still um, smoking a joint. <laughs> <laughs> you sound like Ella Fitzgerald. <laughs> Did I? Yeah. That is that is way too high a compliment. Not the uh, queen. Not the queen of turning you're her welcome. voice into an instrument. Ooh, I love when singers do that. Oh, Ella was so good at it. Oh my goodness. I was like obsessed with her. Well, okay. Loved her, but Sarah Vaughn was my fave. Ultimate fave. Ooh, mm. love Sarah Vaughn. Look at me. I'm as helpless as a kitten of a tree. And I feel. I'm sorry, I'm doing caricature. I need to stop. It's <laughs> rude. <laughs> but she does have that kind of like. I can't she does, she does. Understand. Anyway. What do you call that? Do you call that like a heady voice? Is that a heady voice? She was good at mixing it all, I think. Like, But yeah, she played queen around. Mixing. The queen Period. of the mix. As she should. Right. <laughs> okay. So, welcome back, everyone. Today's episode is going to be a little bit. She started. All right. Dennis's face right now. <laughs> Stop. That's so cute. You know, she's like a little tiny, like, pigeon. Mm-hmm. And she knows who her mama is. Oh. Did you know, and I think I've told you this before, did you know cats purr at a frequency that promotes healing? I thought they purr at a frequency to make you be all like, take care of me like a baby. But that also would be pretty nice because I feel healed by these purrs. There you go. Mm. That was Abdu. <laughs> I didn't hear anything. Her head is down and her tail is up. What does that mean? Did you say her head is down and her titties are up? Her head is down and tail. her tail. <laughs> What does that mean? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Lydia, you gotta settle down, girl. Oh. <laughs> I know, I know. Y'all, Dennis's face right now. <laughs> I wanna be held like that. If y'all wanna watch on video, check it out. Check out our OnlyFans. <laughs> it's been so long since I started to laugh with just air. <laughs> that made my head hurt. <laughs> like the air was simultaneously leaving my body and entering yeah. it. Like I have no yeah. idea what was happening. It was as if time stood was, still. <laughs> I was breathing through my pores. Through the spaces in my teeth. <laughs> <laughs> oh goodness! All right. Oh my god. All right. You could. Oh yeah. You can. Oh, you're gonna. You're gonna stop. Okay. Cool. I'll probably start up. Cool. <laughs> like I need to get. A <laughs> no, I just need that, to get a that's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Um. So. Mm. This week's episode is 
going to touch upon things that we can speak upon the best and that is because we have experience what's going on here so <laughs> oh uh fair khadijah doesn't know what, what the topic yeah is. i'm like well what? you do know what the topic is but you don't know what the question is so, yeah i don't know specifics my question to you is khadijah is that how we're gonna do this now? We should a question a week. All right, okay, okay, okay. Wait, let's do it. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. We just nice, we nice, listen. Nice. Oh wow, look at this organic. Ro- okay, continue. There you go. There you go. <laughs> so, Khadija, what does it mean to be queer to you? Ugh. Okay. <laughs> this also like you can you can you can ruminate you can you mm. can no you I can have come it back to it. Oh, I have it. That was quick. It's faster than I came up with one. <laughs> okay. Diva, do you want to know what fucking being queer is? Huh, mama? Huh, honey? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Did I just get hate crime? <laughs> Hate crime. That was that was that was a point of hate. Offended everyone. Just call me a slur. Just call me a slur. What's up, Maggot? Ow. Ah. (laughs) So I'll take that as your answer to my question. Stop. No. (laughs) No. Okay. But. Sorry. It's from Hairspray. Girl, what the hell? It's from Hairspray. I do, I do love that song and that that movie is inherent and show is inherently queer. Thanks. But yes, so, to I don't know. To me it just means a lot of different things. Because I mm-hmm. always think of queer as like not necessarily fitting into one box, so it's unambiguous enough to be good for people that need that kind of space within identity or the way society talks about identity because not everyone wants that rigid structure or can function well in that rigid structure so to me like and and it's uh if we're going to get specific it's sexual orientation Mm -hmm. um, in that realm but there's also it's much, terms it's like, also much more than that yeah yeah there's also terms like gender queer um they're the word queer in general just means weird anyway i think and i know that's why uh-huh. some people don't like it um, which is totally fair i'm never going to call someone queer if they don't like it um but for me i like it because i don't think being weird is bad mm-hmm. and yeah let your freak so, flag fly yeah um so when i was posed this question i also i i didn't really know how to answer it other than it being a matter of like sexual orientation but once i read this quote by miss bell hooks which we talked about last week Mm -hmm. it really opened up what i thought about queerness so i'll go ahead and read the quote um so it's from this her panel. Like, this seems like our leftover millennials. The bell hooks propaganda hour. 
and we're back. <laughs> um, so this is from her panel, uh, Ms. Bell Hooks's panel called "Are You Still a Slave? Liberating the Black Female Body." Ooh. Yeah. So <laughs> the quote goes: "Queer, not as being about who you're having sex with. That can be a dimension of it, but queer." as being about the self that is at odds with everything around it and has to invent and create and find a place to speak and to thrive and to live. I also think that I have heard that quote before because it sounds very familiar and it feels very familiar um, as to the inspiration of why I define queer the way I do. So yes, yes, oh, yeah, love it. Yeah, so when you answered that question, it was so, it was so in line with what, with what she said. And now that it's a little bit easier for me to define what queerness is to me, I would love to like kind of not dissect this quote, but I guess we could take it like line by line Mm, and, you know, like what we did last episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so she says here, queer, not as being about who you are having sex with. That can be a dimension of it. Well, I guess it's only one sentence, so we could just. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, hey. Oh, no. Oh, no. But queer as being about the self that is at odds with everything around it. So I guess we could start here. So we're born into a society. God. <laughs> it's true though. Like what continue. she says. No, it, it's continue, continue. I actually don't know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> it really feels like as a queer person, everything is made to or all the systems that are around us are really made for people who are not queer yeah it's it's that thing of of what is normal versus normative like people assume things that are normative are normal so normative as in we've made it the norm a certain standard it doesn't mean that it is we've just made it the standard and then decided that that was normal and people have always been queer (laughs) people have always been queer not just in the sexual orientation and gender and all sorts of manners like it it's a thing of if something and again these are theories but if something like adhd or uh certain mental health issues or illnesses or disorders haven't been completely I don't know how to word it evolved out of our our human evolution or whatever or like if we haven't been able to like I I guess they serve a purpose in a way Um, or I believe they do but obviously I'm biased because I'm neurodivergent um, which I don't even love saying that, not because I don't think it's a good term, but I'm just kind of like, yeah, I'm just it's just, yeah, maybe it is neurodivergent, yes, but it's also, like, not a bad thing to me. But, yeah, I just feel like 
it's so easy for people to box themselves into normative standards and think that that's normal. And the biggest example I can think of is even gender. Um, because even biologists will tell you that sex isn't as simple as XX and XY um, in humans even. And yeah, it might not be super common, but it still shows the versatility that humans can bodies can come in. And I like that. And I think that that's fascinating, but it feels a lot of time like difference is not appreciated or seen and yeah. yeah seen and celebrated so yeah it just it's that being at odds with everything around you because everything around you is telling you to be this certain way mm-hmm. now the next part of the quote is something that really <clears throat> that i found i have really learned to be true especially approaching my 30s so she then says and has to invent and create and find a place to speak and to thrive and to live. Mm-hmm. So I also like the way that she worded this because it's li- it's she she's broken it down in such a way that it looks it's a process. Mm-hmm. So firstly you have to invent. So for example, it can be like inventing uh or coming up with like a queer friendly space and that doesn't have to necessarily be like a physical space mm-hmm. for example when we talked to Bellamy a couple weeks ago they had taught they had spoken about everything is a space like it doesn't matter mm-hmm. it doesn't have to be like a physical it can be mm-hmm. like a it can be like a figurative thing as well so you have to invent spaces and kind of cultivate that within the people that you surround yourselves with or yourself with and create that space in a space does that make sense yeah yeah and the what's the next word and create yeah and find a place to speak and to thrive and to live so it's like as us as queer people we have faced so much adversity and so much um I guess, vitriol. And we need to fully embrace living, but we can't do that until we're able to thrive. And you can't thrive until you're able to invent a space for yourself. So my question to you is, uh, in what ways have you invented and created for yourself as a queer person? Um, for me, I think maybe I've created space that's less about queerness, but is heavily inspired by me being queer, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I think I've been able to create spaces that, yeah, are, it's not a, online isn't a physical space, but it is a space. Um, I've been able to create like a space there where... I hope more people feel comfortable coming and being their weird queer selves. And yeah, like I think a good majority of the people that are fans of the stuff that I do are queer or like Buddhist, 
part of the alphabet mafia. Um, but yeah, for me, it's, I, yeah, I'd say that that's, that's the way that I've, I've tried to create that kind of space. Also, even in my home, it's, if you pay attention, you're like, oh yeah, this bitch gay. Um, <laughs> you know, if you pay attention, <laughs> there are, look at your light set up. <laughs> This is this is what I like to call pansexual lighting, because you know the bisexual lighting is like the blues and the the pink, the, the purple, and the purples, and I have some of that sure, but there's a lot of green and orange happening here, actually. But yes, um, but yeah, I, I and I sorry, I wanted to go back to the quote too because there was a part in there that she says about creating your own space you need to be able to speak as well and Mm, i really appreciated that because even if online sometimes people can kind of rest on that and not really do much outside of online spaces but i do still appreciate online spaces for the fact that conversations start there not Mm. only there like there should be more in real life sure but for whatever reasons, it's online, and online doesn't seem like it's going anywhere anytime soon, unless those sharks are still gnawing at that cable in the ocean. But you know, I forgot about that. Right? <laughs> I was like, "Girl, girl, let it go. Let it go, or don't. You know, maybe or y'all know don't. Something. Maybe we need this. Maybe we need this, and y'all know. Maybe we need y'all this. just know that this is gonna cause the destruction of humanity once the internet goes out. It really yeah. will. So it it's will. Like y'all know. So thank you. But anyway, <laughs> like I can't remember what I was talking about because that freaking tangent. Oh no, you have to find a place to speak. Yeah. Yeah, I think being able to speak online and speak to each other. Speak your truth. Speak for those that cannot speak because it is still very illegal and very dangerous to be queer in so many parts of the world. Still. So I think being able to speak up for yourself too is also very important. And it's something that I think more of us are feeling more comfortable to do and out Mm. loud and proud not just a demanding of our rights but also a just leave us alone like (laughs) just literally leave us alone like i just yeah i i hope the kind of spaces that i create make queer folks feel accepted and embraced and cared for of course and i'm also mindful of the fact that for me it's not only about queerness, but that's what informs it because parts of my identity and what I've rediscovered my identity to be is what informs what I do. So, yeah. Have there been any queer spaces that you have been critical of? Oh yeah. Oh my God. Sorry y'all. The white gaze, not the white G A Z E, but the white G A Y. To clarify, and we need to on this podcast. <laughs> Especially the male ones. Oh, God. 
I'm weary of the misogyny and misogynoir. So weary. Yeah. So like Solange, I'm just like, mm. uh, also just because I think people like to play oppression Olympics a lot of times. And especially when like, it's like, there's maybe one, I don't know, a pressing identity that they might have to deal with. But I don't know. I just, I, I just find that, and this is my personal experience. So this, I'm not saying this is a fact across the board, but for me, I find that when I was like in the 2010s, I'd say when I was in my 20s, early 20s and stuff, it just seemed like a lot of the white gays were like really having their moment, but also being very much like it's about us. And I'm just like, like people really like, I don't know. They forget that like queer people of color exist and have always existed. And it's like, they also forget that like, we also deal with shit and sometimes we're not worried about wanting to get married sometimes we're just worried about being able to walk around safely maybe holding your partner's hand or something like like I don't know I just and I'm not saying that fighting for gay marriage wasn't a good thing but it's just kind of like you can see what people are willing to fight you can see people's like in a sort of way either level of discomfort Mm -hmm. in their lives based on like what the rights are getting infringed upon them based off of what they fight for I think although people can pretend to fight for stuff too so discernment and slash or what their morals and values are and I just find yeah I don't know that not everybody that was leading the charge for gay marriage was a white cis queer man in his 40s like I'm not saying that but I don't know. It's just interesting to to observe what those men will fight for versus what the rest of us are fighting for. If that makes sense. That makes complete sense. <laughs> like, remember those no hate ads? Oh, where they like covered their mouths. God. <laughs> yeah. It's like we're all seeing now that every single time they try to do something like for a, oh, we're going to raise money and all the celebs are, it's just like, girl, corporate, leave us alone. Corporate, you don't care. You're the reason these people are in this condition. Girl, bye. (laughs) That was a radical, I'm kidding. (laughs) I do have another question for you. So Mm -hmm. have have you ever noticed there being a difference between your queer friendships slash relationships compared to your straight ones? Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. I think, well, okay. Sort of because I like to have intimate friendships in general and I mm-hmm. just find that with my queer friends it is quite intimate because it's just yeah. kind of like I don't know how to explain it. It's like I mean I, I really don't know how to explain it. It's just very like It's like I see you. Yes. Yeah. Like, I know I know <laughs> that like 
around my queer friends, certain things just aren't that big a deal. So it's not weird. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know, when I'm around straight folks, sometimes I'm like, do you even believe what you're saying? Or have you just bought into this for so long that like you think this is what you're supposed to do? Because this sounds like Stafford Wivesy or dystopian or I don't know. I'm just like, what? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Huh? Like, and, and that's not the majority of my friends, I would say, honestly, because yeah, I, but I would say, yeah, around straight folks, sometimes I'm like, what's going on here? Like, I don't know. There's just, there's like such a funny ease with which I can hang out with queer friends too, that I have only comparable to like my siblings. Mm. Um, so it's like there's already more of a familiarity there and I find that it's easy to find queer folks whose values match up because we always fight for some <laughs> you know? at least yeah. at least the ones that I found but yeah what about you yeah I feel like I've definitely found solace in my queer friendships as opposed to my straight friendships or my friendships with straight people um, because of that very common ground of where it's a common struggle. Like it's a common struggle even between, I guess between me and a white gay, it's like there's one common struggle there in a sense. Um, so yeah, I've definitely found that my queer friendships have a little bit more depth because we're able to be more intimate and I guess be able to express ourselves in a way. Like I was talking with this one person earlier today and they were mentioning how they're in the dating scene. This is a straight woman, by the way, and like a straight cis woman. And she was like, yeah, just like the, the straight men just like don't really know how to emotionally articulate themselves have sex exactly sorry that wasn't me trying to be shady i just genuinely believe that a lot of people don't know how to have good sex because they don't listen to each other or ask questions but also the men's is really don't be asking questions or listening and you know anyway anyway so i don't know if it's no she was asking she was saying that they don't she was having a hard time with the men. Sorry, that was what you were saying. I interrupted you. Oh, you're fine. What? Were you going to continue that? Was there anything else to that? No. Oh. No. There was absolutely okay. nothing there. I was okay. what? Grasping. Um, <laughs> I wish people could see this. <laughs> well, you can if you check out the YouTube. Um, but I was actually going to say this. Up. Sorry. <laughs> but i was talking about this i was talking about this i was talking about this with a friend uh his name's aaron probably not listening to this but hey so he approached me about an issue that was basically yeah his straight relationships don't or friendships aren't able to i guess flourish because of 
their lack of emotional intelligence. And then when I hear about what it is, it's like, I feel like as queer people, we kind of know, like, more. You know what I would say? that's also a very generalized sentence. Yeah, exactly. Like, I, I wouldn't necessarily say that, but I or be comfortable saying that, but I think I would say that there's, like, because I just had a realization with the family thing of, like, when you are queer, a lot of times you end up having more of a family bond with your friends because they are the people that you can get that from. Mm-hmm. Like maybe it's a harder time to talk to your family at first about it, or you feel ostracized, or even if they're accepting, maybe they just don't get it. So it's nice to know other queer folks. And then you kind of really start to bond in this familial sort of way. That's, I feel like way more dependent upon each other. And then I also think because there's just, I don't know, there's a lot of, rules telling people how they should be but not a lot of things telling people how to learn to just be themselves and so I feel like I don't know for a lot of maybe queer folks we're always searching because we know we don't want the what we're supposed to be or we know we don't fit into the quote-unquote what you're supposed to be but we're trying to find ways of being and becoming in ourselves. And everyone's doing that on their journey. So I'm not saying that straight people don't <laughs> go through self-discovery and <laughs> actualization and existential dread. Like, come on, y'all. We're all humans. Yeah. yeah. I just mean there's a specific sort of um, journey that you go through when your sexual orientation or identity is, is always up for question always up for debate or fetishized or looked down upon or like you know there's just a certain there's a legacy that comes with in at least this part of the world maybe other parts of queer folks finding secret places and spaces and secret language to be able to come together and find community and so because of that i just think that there's yeah there's just a different understanding And then again, especially adding, like, if you're a queer person of color, like being an immigrant or being a black or brown queer person, you know, there's a there's a different layer added to that, too, Mm -hmm. because all of these are are nuances. Yeah. And identities given to you that are, are further and further, quote unquote, from the parameters, safe parameters of white heteronormativity, you know, so. Yeah, I, I, yeah, that was a lot of rambling. Just to say that we are family. Dun, dun. I got all my sisters with me. You know, and also just how like fucking campy everything is. I'm not saying that every queer person is campy. I'm not saying that. I just find that We're like. not saying that at all. I can just, there's a certain sense of humor that I can have with. And I'm not saying that because my younger siblings are kind of like that, but like. We also grew up watching a lot of the same stuff, you know. Shouldn't have been watching Popular when I was, like, 14, but here we are. So, you know, it's just very, like, campy queer. Like, I can joke around with my queer friends about, like, the weirdest things and was always like that even before any of us knew we were queer or made a big deal about it or talked about it to each other. Yeah. 
Nice. I know. I love being. I love being a little homosexual. Homosexual. Sexual. Homo. <laughs> what were you gonna do? I don't know. Uh, yeah, I'm like going through the Rolodex of the queer relationships that I have in my life right now, and like, pretty good. Yeah, honestly, that's what I'm doing. I'm like thinking, happy. Which I'm happy have any... because I understand that queer struggle is important. One hundred percent, we gotta talk about it, but we can't be talking about it all the time because then it's just depressing. Yeah. So I also came across another quote um, by Miss Audre Lorde, and Ooh. gay icon. She. This is uh, this is something that I've noticed as well. That I'll just get into the quote. Um, so in her collection of essays called Sister Outsider, um, it's also a collection a of speeches as well. Yes, I do. I have a copy. Mm -hmm. She says, The love expressed between two women, or between women, is particular and powerful because we have had to love in order to live. Love has been our survival. Mm. Oh, the sapphics. Is this this to explain U-hauling? Is that what you're trying to do? To explain to everyone else why the lesbians love to U-haul? Because you know... No! You know we love a, you know we love a. I just met you and this is crazy, but here's my number. Please have here's my, my number. Move in tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> here's my number. I already bought us a condo. <laughs> <laughs> damn. 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 I damn. was one of those. <laughs> I was young once and in love. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I'll be able to date a woman again one day. One day. <laughs> In all seriousness, I, there, yeah, I, I, I like that to an extent because there is this. It's like another added layer. Yeah, and I just, I don't know, when I've dated women or been in relationships with them there's a lot more care that goes into them and it's not because women are quote-unquote natural born carers it's because we a lot of us have been socialized to think that way so because of that there's just a bit more effort i'm not saying that like wlw women loving women relationships is like a walk in the park it is not (laughs) like Sometimes it's a little too much communicating, you know? But it's, I don't know. Sorry, Dennis, your face. <laughs> Can you t- cut, the, cut the cameras, dead ass. <laughs> no, literally. <laughs> You're could, black China right now. No, I'm black China right now. Kadija, please, please, please. Cut it, cut it. Too much, too much, too much. No, but I, 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 think, I think it is, it, it's, 
even if it's not easy and stuff, it's a special kind of love. I don't know how to explain it. We'd be crazy. Yeah. But there is also a lot of domestic violence, apparently, with women and women relationships. Really? Like, statistically? Uh, Well, okay. That's the thing. I, citation needed. Citation needed. I've just heard way more. <laughs> I've, just, I've just heard more about it through other queer women, mm. especially more recently than I had before. Like... Like, I'd never just known that that was even... Obviously, it's it's a bit ignorant to... Not a bit. It's ignorant to assume that queer people also don't deal with domestic violence. Um, like, but yeah, I think it's just something I hadn't thought so much about, I guess, with lesbians. Mm-hmm. And I've just heard a lot of stories in the last couple years where I'm like, damn, what the hell is going... But anyway, citation needed, y'all, honestly. But what about that quote for you? I know you're not um, in a sapphic relationship, but you know. So when I, when I was first introducing the quote, I had wanted to say that I noticed that a lot of the like queer relationship between women have always been very, very nurturing. Um, the most major way being that each partner is able to bring a specific thing to the table that mm-hmm. they the other can't provide or they haven't received before and they're like lacking in it um, so I've just n- always noticed that very like I don't want to say wholesome but it's very I guess the word is wholesome. Like a yeah. very wholesome, nurturing, like just loving environment. And again, so. y'all, this is not a monolith. This is our experience. My experience. Me. Yes. Me, me, me. Me. Because I can only talk about what I know. Because that's, so, that's, I think that's fair. Because that's how I've always felt. Like, especially mm-hmm. like with my re- most recent ex, like I felt very like cared for and cared about. Um, more so after we broke up because I had time to like really like reflect on it but even in the relationship it was definitely way more than I had been in any other serious relationship with a guy Um, (laughs) and so it allowed me to feel even more safe and even more willing to be more nurturing and more caring because I was like okay this person is going to put in a similar amount of effort as I am so I'm going to yeah I'm going to give as good as I get you know yeah which just allows for the relationship to be even deeper and then if you like to have sexy time in my experience makes the sexy time even better Ooh, ooh, y'all are out here talking about the sexy time and stuff and cool some of you maybe don't need foreplay or some of you maybe don't need intimacy but I'm just telling y'all for those of you that feel like something's missing and you don't quite know, try a little bit of intimacy. It's wild. It's wild. <laughs> that sounded very pointed. Where the fuck did I just go? <laughs> like, I don't know, but you took me there. <laughs> oh, it was pointed because it was true. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> All right, 30, so flirty, she- and thriving. Thank you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Honey. 
honey. Shut up. <laughs> I gotta go. I deserve so, that. Do you want to move on to an email? <laughs> yes, sure. <laughs> Let's do it. I found that. Okay, so I this is not me reading the email. I found that pauses are so good. <laughs> See? What? What They're so effective. Like no, like pausing I've while speaking. I've learned that pauses <laughs> are so good. Good. What? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean Maybe to I drank this about. a little too fast. I didn't mean to roast I, you I, This is done. Oh no, you're fine. God. You're fine. You're fine. People, the espresso martini is done. I used to call it espresso. She is done. Khadija. Yeah, espresso martini. <laughs> espresso martini. Espresso martini. <laughs> I think that's an ick for me. <laughs> How did you get this number? <laughs> So, with that being said, (laughs) now uh, with that being said, (laughs) you know what else I love saying? Um, All's that to say, (laughs) yeah, or and also what's another upon further reflection? (laughs) Yes, yes. Wait, do me, do me, do me. (laughs) Wait, what's another one? Wait. Another one is... Um... Tying it back to... (laughs) (laughs) Snowballing off of that. Uh, It's really evocative. No. I also say <laughs> I feel like <laughs> Yep or period. <laughs> Wait, this is our soundboard. We just made our soundboard. Okay, but you didn't do me and now I feel neglected. Oh sorry. Um <laughs> now I feel neglected. <laughs> That was so honest. <laughs> um, what else? <laughs> you sometimes you just sometimes you just do. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> what else? Hold on. Wait. Um, See, it's fun. <laughs> sometimes you just like stare at me while you're chewing. You're just like. Eating something? Um, That's wild. Oh, here's really? another one. No, wait, wait, wait. No, here's another one. No, last one, last one, last one. <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> You're rude. That was so fucking disrespectful. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were gonna say fair. Obvious. That's low hanging yeah, fruit. Yeah, 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 yeah. I say yeah, fair yeah, like yeah. every other word. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or I was listening to this podcast the other day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or I was watching this YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Or wait, here's another one. Here's another one. Oh. <laughs> Bell hooks. <laughs> It's just bell hooks ellipses. Yeah. <laughs> With like this hand movement. This hand motion. Oh no. Bell hooks like. Oh my god. Oh my god. <sighs> so. About this email. Yes. <laughs> Sorry, my face is hurting. Oh, I thought you were like. No. No, my cheeks were hurting. All right, so let's get into this email whose subject line is spicy childhood trauma. So Lord knows I'm ready to get into this one. Oh my God, okay. Here we go. (laughs) That just got me nervous. Your posture, you're like... I was like, phew, I had to do a shimmy. Okay. All right, so this is from Kaylin. Hey, Kaylin. Nice to meet you. Hi. Meet you? Kaylin writes, I live in the U.S. and my ex-boyfriend moved back to Brazil for financial reasons. He only had a few days notice, so he told me two days before he left. How long were they together? Oh my god. I think we're good. I think there's more. Uh, Yeah, it might go. No, I think there's more. (laughs) (laughs) There's more. Uh, She continues, the last day I saw him was July 4th this year. We were not interested in dating long distance, so we ended our relationship. Uh, She continues with saying, This would be traumatic for anyone. However, my attachment issues made it particularly distressing for me. I'm 22, and my friend passed away unexpectedly when I was 18. Therapy was great. Good for you. For going to therapy. Sorry for your loss. That as well. Consequently, any reasonable but unplanned separations in my current relationships provoke the same depression and anxiety I felt when my friend died. Suddenly moving to a new country, multiply by my depression and anxiety by 10. Breakups do not carry the same weight as deaths in the U- U.S. There are wakes, memorials, and funerals for deaths, but no such rituals or mourning periods ex- exist for breakups. How can I let my friends and family know I am still grieving my relationship, although it is not socially acceptable in air quotes mm. oh and then Kaylin says p.s i like hearing about your week so oh nice okay shout out to you Kaylin. we are going to be talking about a week every week until someone tells us to stop and then we'll just keep doing it even more i'm sorry i'm sorry <laughs> yeah, no, that was I, unnecessarily I totally combative that. um okay mm. dennis please after yeah. you après vous yeah I think it sounds like you have the answer to your question. Um, you, you can just let them know, even though it's not socially acceptable. Um, just because something is not socially acceptable doesn't mean that it's, gonna, that it's not going to be a good decision. Wait, does that make sense? 
Yeah, or like just because. Yeah, just because people in the world, I don't know, wherever you are in the U.S., people have decided, oh, you can't have a mourning period for a breakup, doesn't mean the people in your circle will feel that same way. Yeah. And if they really care about you or if you have the kind of people around you that you feel you can trust with that, then, like, yeah, it's... People don't know what they don't know. And if you're really struggling, people that care about you are going to want to help. Even if you think it's not a, for a good enough reason. There's also... There's also no way to properly plan for anything like this because you just mm-hmm. unfortunately have to go through it. Yeah. Like, there's no handbook that'll tell you how to deal with a breakup because A, breakups are different for every single person and B, like, it just doesn't make sense. So, mm-hmm. I think you maybe practice a little bit self a little bit of self-compassion because you need to allow yourself the space to grow from this and part of growing from this is mourning what what you had with this person yeah it's tough yeah it's okay for it to just suck for a while and like Dennis is saying you have to have compassion for yourself cuz yeah it's yeah it, if you don't have that first, then how can you even go to people to tell them you're dealing with this thing? Yeah. Because you're like, I shouldn't even be dealing with it. I shouldn't even be telling them. And it's like, no, it's okay. Breakups are hard. Mm-hmm. Brazil is far. Long distance is not easy. Oi, oi, oi. Yeah. Well. Well, hope that helped. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's get another one. Oh, you're, you want another one? I thought we were done. I was like... Oh, you're done, eh? No, no, no. So, we can do well, another why one. Why did I sound like that? You. Oh, you're done, eh? Sorry. <laughs> oh, you're done, eh? Um, no. I. The only reason I was saying that is because uh, I wasn't sure if we would have another one for next week. <laughs> mm. But we can also just read it. We'll have another one for next week. Send in your letters if you want advice about anything. Or if you just want to ask us a question. Why do I do this? Why'd you? Come here, baby. Mommy, milkers. Oh, my God. Avery used to do this thing. Bro, I was. (laughs) What is it? What was it? I was. We were getting up from sitting down at a restaurant once. And Avery looked me dead in my eyes and said, up i was like i'm walking away from you it was so funny (laughs) us both being in our late fucking 20s we're both like five nine or i think she's five ten or whatever avery's tall tall avery is tall i'm tall too but like i stood up and avery looked at me and just went up (laughs) and clasped her hands like a baby and i was like i'm fucking done with you (laughs) avery is probably one of the funniest people i've ever met in my She's entire hilarious. life. She is hilarious. This is the same girl that gave me an iPhone. I know, I forgot that that happened. When you both She like, randomly, she was like, you want an upgrade? <laughs> and she gave me an iPhone. When you brought it up, I was like, 
Wait, have y'all met? Yeah, girl, she gave me an iPhone. What? <laughs> what? Yeah. So confusing. Oh, what a nasal. So, this email is one that we read last week, so <laughs> we don't have one. <laughs> no, wait. Dennis, it's okay. <laughs> there is one, but it's actually not a question. Can I Uh-oh. read it? Okay, sure. I'm nervous now. All right, this one comes from Debbie. Hey, Debbie. No? <laughs> I'm just listening. Hi? I'm just listening. Hi, De- hi, Debbie. Not you don't want to say <laughs> hi. Damn! <laughs> um, so, Debbie writes, hey, or hi, I'm Debbie. Hi, okay, hey is de- very Oh, my God, hi. what is get happening? Into this? <laughs> Wait. Okay, go ahead. Hey, like H-E-Y? Okay, so say if someone sends you, hey, I'm going to do I'm going to edit this out. Maybe, maybe I won't. You probably won't. It's fine. I'm not. I'm going to leave it in. I'm going to leave it in. So there's, <laughs> there's, there's like a big difference, like an, like an astronomical even difference between hey, H-E-Y, and hi, H-I-I. Okay? Oh my. <laughs> not the fucking K. Are you following me? <laughs> huh? Follow me. Look me in my eyes, Okay. She 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 wrote hi H I I. Whenever I whenever I read hi, I always imagine someone being like <laughs> Dennis. This is an no? audio. Well, it's a visual too. Oh, sorry. Mostly. I'm like short waving, hi. like very fast yeah. waving. Hi, waving hi. very rapidly. Yeah, I mean, I guess so. I think that. Well, yeah, I, sure. this is just hi. for me. This is just for. I, I'm the, just hi. Yeah. Okay. Hey okay. is like. Hey, hey. is like. No, no. What for me? Hey is like if if someone says hey to me, I feel like we're passing each other on the sidewalk and we're giving we're giving a nod to each other. Or it's hey, I just heard. (laughs) (laughs) You're so funny. Like I don't. Oh. I don't think you know. Like, you're so funny. <laughs> Holy Thank shit. Thank you. That's um, such a nice compliment. <laughs> there's like a gun out of the frame. <laughs> I'm like, I'm sure you're good. This time, I'm feeling. <laughs> <sighs> okay, so. But it's hi. not even a real gun, it's just my fingers. <laughs> They like I'm go sorry. into my ear. <laughs> Stop! I'm like, owls are wet. Literally, I was about to say. And now you, do you want another one, Willie? <laughs> Is that what you? No, you're want? like, you, you like take it out of my ears. You're like, lick it. <laughs> Think about it. <laughs> or you like, no. No. <laughs> oh. So this is week probably going on 12 that I haven't stopped listening to that woman's record. Damn. We um, keep talking about it every week. We can't do this, Dennis. I will bring it up that this week's favorite song is Plastic Off the Sofa. 
I don't know, man. I'm still in a the last half of heated is my Ooh, jam. Yeah. Tipping on hardwood floors, ten, ten, tens all across the board. Uncle Johnny made my dress that cheap shandex. She looks a mess. Oh, sorry. Never apologize. Just that drinking my water, minding my. Oh wait, what is it? Uh, drinking my water, minding my biz. The dimples in my hip stretch marks on my tits. <laughs> there you go. My Monday, yeah. I'm overrated. Tuesday, on my dick. Flip flop, flip flip flop, and ass, bitch. <laughs> Send me a photo. go click. <laughs> she really talked her shit the whole album. Really, truly. So that rounds up your Renaissance roundup. Oh my god. Of roundups. Okay, Debbie, get back to Debbie. Oh my god. All right, Debbie, Debbie I'm so listening. Sorry. She's like. <laughs> Debbie has blocked us on all socials. Um, so Debbie says, hi. I'm Debbie. <laughs> I'm in my 20s, so I... And then she they, they go, insert whole, you've got your whole life ahead of you song by I-D-E-R. What's I... Should we listen to it? No, it's okay. Oh, <laughs> you, you were starting to type. Okay. I'm like, God forbid I talk during this episode. Uh, shut up! I'm kidding. Uh, so they say, I'm in my relearning era and I'm so grateful for that and stressed out by it. I'm learning a lot of new stuff, difficult stuff, and coming to terms with other things that. And just trying my best to be sane. Oh, same. I've got a ton of questions I'd I'll like to ask on a ton of topics ranging from feminism to mental health and finding myself, but I'm a little too out of it and foggy brained out of my thoughts in foggy brain to out my thoughts into words right now, maybe later. I was about to say, just admit it, you're high. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. I don't know you. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, Debbie. Just admit it, you're projecting. Touche. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you're like blinking one eye at a time. <laughs> I'm like, just admit it, you're high. There's like smoke coming out of my ears and my eyeballs. <laughs> so, W says, My shirt says dazed and confused, bitch. <laughs> there you go. The story writes itself. <laughs> Debbie, I'm so sorry, girl. I am so sorry. All right. Debbie ends the email with, I really enjoy your content and I'm constantly looking forward to new stuff. Please don't stop releasing. I love you and Khadijah. You've helped me through some really difficult times in my life. Thank you. And thank you too, Denny. You're awesome too. Love you both. No, you. We love you. Mm, mm, that's a little heart on the nipples. Mm, mm. So... I'm sorry, I'm sorry, seriously. We're gonna get demonetized for everything. That was great. Thank you. Thanks, Debbie. No, like, it's so weird that we're able to, that we have the opportunity to connect with so many people. And, okay, whoa, where is this going? Um, 
Okay. <laughs> Look at this guy, am I right? <laughs> God, charisma. God you. damn. <laughs> no, okay, so. No, I feel really grateful for being able to connect with so many people on whatever level it may be. And yeah. I want to say thank you to Kadisha, actually. Their eyes just widened so much. I was I not see prepared. The complete whites. <laughs> I was not prepared for this. <laughs> no, neither fuck? was I. Neither was I. Neither was I. No, I, I would like to express my gratitude for you being such a, like, prominent role in my life. <laughs> I just There's clothes suspended in the air because running away. <laughs> I just fly up, shoot through the <laughs> When the world needed her the most. <laughs> she disappeared! So much. I'm so no. sweaty. These lights are so hot. <laughs> I don't know why I lit a candle. <laughs> I lit a candle. I'm here like. doing this with me i'm sorry I I, I I was i was not expecting this and you know i'm terrible at like for all that <laughs> shit i was talking anything? all that shit i was talking earlier about giving people compliments it takes a lot for me to do. <laughs> i'm sorry for laughing at you so I, didn't, I didn't grow up with words of affirmation <laughs> I, I, I fucking I love them but it's so hard it's so <laughs> difficult Let's um, let's practice it more. I will. I definitely will practice it more. But I am very appreciative. Like it's. But I, I think it's that thing of where you think it's matter of fact. It's like, oh well, he did. He knows. But maybe you don't know. But you know, bitch. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. What do I know? What do I know? Shut the fuck up. No. What do I know? No, no. That I love you. Oh. <laughs> All of a sudden, I pull out your finger from my ear. Ah! I said it. <laughs> oh, my God. And that's what we call a callback, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. I've been Khadija Bo. It's been wonderful. I'm sorry. Exit stage left. I'm fucking done. I'm sorry. We both go right. Because <laughs> I'm like, wait. 
left if you look at the stage. <laughs> Wait, your left or my looking, left? If you're looking on the stage, because I could never remember the difference. <laughs> Me too. Me in theater all the time. They were like, <laughs> stage left. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> I think someone said that to me once, and I was like, who's <laughs> Intro to hairspray, and I'm like, Oh my god, where did I come in? <laughs> oh my god, no, get off of my computer. Okay, y'all, okay, seriously, my face hurts. Oh my god, we're gonna go. Oh my god. Um, thank you so much for listening. We hope you had some good laughs. It was so serious in the middle. It was so serious. It was so serious. <laughs> we need <laughs> like you can hear a pin We needed to redeem ourselves room. somehow. This is wild. But yeah, go find us. Leftover. <laughs> go find us. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Just leave go it at that. Sorry, go sorry. find us. Go, go find, find us. us. <laughs> oh fuck. Okay, it's hot. I'm We're gonna go. I'm so stoned. Okay. Um, Bye, y'all. See ya.